Welcome to the Generational Clash Pod. Helping bridge the generational gap everywhere. How about UFC 252? I sat in this very seat last week and said the main event alone was worth ponying up your $64.99 and I couldn't have been more right. The trilogy lived up to the hype. I scored it 4 rounds to 1 in favor of Stipe Miocic, but there was enough back and forth action where I can't fault anyone for having it 3 rounds to 2 in favor of the baddest man on the planet, Cleveland's own Stipe. But DC had moments, he wobbled Stipe in round 1 and was having a decent second round until Stipe put him on his butt with a right hand and was within moments of ending the fight there. I mean Stipe mounted DC, landed a few more heavy shots while having top control, but time expired on the round and a badly hurt DC staggered to his corner. I thought the fight was all but over. How he managed to survive an extra 15 minutes, I still have no idea. I guess it's just the heart of a champion. The question now is what's next for Stipe? Last week I said win or lose, he was going to be fighting Francis Nagano next. Dana White acknowledged that fact Saturday night as well, saying Nagano was next in line. But we saw that fight already. I don't know how many people were paying close attention on Saturday night, but there was a light heavyweight champion and a pound-for-pound great that was being very active on Twitter. That's right, people. I'm talking about none other than Johnny Bones Jones, hitting to the fact that he may be moving up to heavyweight and challenging Stipe Miocic for the UFC heavyweight championship. Now that's the fight I want to see. The only two men to ever beat DC, and they both beat DC in incredible fashion. So that's the only fight to make right now. The greatest light heavyweight champion of all time versus the greatest heavyweight champion of all time. We can wait for Jones Reyes too. The first fight was super close. Could have went either way. We can wait for Nagano Miotic too. Despite how easily Stipe made that first fight look at times, Nagano possesses raw punching power and is capable of scoring a knockout against anyone. Let's not risk Reyes or Nagano or some other heavyweight you may want to match Jones with upsetting the apple cart. Jones and Stipe Miocic is a mega fight that needs to happen. Not now, but right now. Let's not turn this into Mayweather vs. Pacquiao. The UFC is supposed to be about the best fighting the best when they're in their prime to do so. And as of today, last time I checked, there is nobody better than Jones and Stipe Miocic. And from last week's big event in Vegas to this week's big event in Orlando, WWE is back this weekend with the biggest party of the summer, WWE SummerSlam, considered to be the second biggest event on the WWE calendar year. And WWE will be getting a bit of a facelift as it is moving from the Performance Center to the Thunderdome. And I, for one, can't wait to see the finished product on Friday Night SmackDown. As I said on this very pod in the past, I am a huge wrestling fan, been watching since I was a little girl, and it's no mystery the energy of the live crowd has been missed. This Thunderdome could be the much-needed adrenaline shot to bring some of that energy back in the building. SummerSlam is one of the original Big Four pay-per-views, along with Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and the Survivor Series. It's been around since 1988 to be exact. That's why I'm shocked that they're not holding back on cutting this Thunderdome ribbon until Sunday, instead choosing to debut the Dome on Friday Night SmackDown. 
I guess it's his way of working out all the kinks, making sure everything is up and running well for the big show on Sunday. But there's bound to be some glitches with retribution in the building. I'm definitely for seeing the lights going dim at least once or twice. But foul play or no foul play, I'm expecting at least three to four titles to change hands at SummerSlam. I'm a huge fan of the Hurt Business. And I know Bobby Lasley and Shelton Benjamin are barred from ringside, but I don't see any way MVP leaves SummerSlam without that United States title. I also think Randy beats Drew. I don't know how. Maybe Retribution causes a power outage, and when the power's restored, Randy got the pin. Maybe Shawn Michaels tries to interfere and get some payback for what happened to him on Monday Night Raw and accidentally serves up sweet chin music on Drew McIntyre. I honestly don't know how it's going to go down. I just know when it's all over, I see the Viper with his hand raised. The other strap I can see changing hands is the woman's title. I think Ashka wins one, if not both, on Sunday. Well, I definitely feel you on the Orton topic. I mean, it's been absolutely awesome to have the legend killer back. Randy has always done his best work as a heel. Now 20 years into his pro career, this may be the best that I've ever seen him. He's just been ruthless, taking out one WWE Hall of Famer to the next, from Edge to Christian, Big Show, Nature Boy, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, even Edge's wife, Beth Phoenix, fell victim to the RKO. So I 1000% agree, whether by hook or crook, Randy Orton will become a 14-time WWE World Heavyweight Champion at SummerSlam on Sunday. Now, let's talk about something near and dear to our hearts, our beloved Cleveland Cavaliers. On Thursday, August 20th, Mark the NBA lottery. So for the first time since March, I had good reason to put on my Cavs merch and get behind my squad. And former Cavs legend and number one overall pick, Brad Darty was representing the team in this virtual lottery. And looking good, I must say, in his bow tie. Shout out to Nick Gilbert, I might add. But unlike Darty's year, we didn't get the number one pick, but I wasn't too bummed out about it. We're still picking in the top five, and with the fifth overall pick, there's someone out there who intrigues me a lot that I believe will still be available at five. A six foot nine, 19-year-old small forward from Maccabi Tel Aviv in the EuroLeague, Denny Avdia. I'm also fine at number five because now you can draft a need. If the Cavs landed one or two, I believe the intrigue of drafting Baller Edwards would have proved too much for the Cavs brass to handle. And how do you make Ball and Edwards work when you already have three young guards in Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, and Kevin Porter Jr.? Short answer, you don't. Now you can firmly concentrate on need. And what the Cavs need is wings and guys that can play defense. That's why I like Isaac Okora. A six foot six, two hundred and twenty-five pound wing out of Auburn, the school's first one-and-done player in program history, and arguably the best on-ball defender in this class. The knock on him is his shot, but that's why he's still there for you at number five. Cause if there is no question mark on his shot, he's probably getting drafted number one. I also think Onyeka Onkanwu would be available at five, the center out of USC. I think he's the best big man in the draft, and that's no shade on James Wiseman. But we still don't know what's going on with Andre Drummond and Tristan Thompson for that matter. Is Drummond going to pick up his option? Are the Cavs going to sign him to a long-term deal? We don't know what the Cavs' future plans for Drummond hold. And is Double T going to walk away from Cleveland? the only NBA team he's ever played for. I guess that's what makes Onkunwu so interesting at number 5 because if the Cavs take him, that answers all our questions right there. 
And now this is that time of the pod where we switch things up a little bit and talk about something other than sports. But in honor of the lottery, we're going to stay right here and talk about the top five biggest busts in the NBA draft history. And dad, I'm going to let you start off. All right. At number five, I got the Trailblazers selecting Greg Oden number one overall in the 2007 draft, allowing Kevin Durant to slip right through their fingers and land with the Oklahoma City Thunder. At number four, I got Kwame Brown, the number one overall pick in the 2001 draft, the first of many brain farts Michael Jordan would have as a front office executive slash owner. Coming in at number three, I got my and your beloved Cleveland Cavaliers, the first overall pick in 2013 draft, Anthony Bennett. I should have his ass higher on this list due to the fact he absolutely did nothing in the league. But the 2013 draft class was hit or miss, and he was later moved in a package with Andrew Wiggins to bring K-Love to the land. At number two, I got Darko Militic. The number two overall pick of the Detroit Pistons in 2003 draft. Arguably the best draft class of all time. That had Bron go number one, Melo three, Chris Bosh four, and D. Wade five. But the Pistons chose Darko at two. Talk about a head scratcher. At number one, I got a guy that probably accomplished more than any other player on this list, at least as an individual. The Trailblazers' number two pick overall in the 1984 draft, Sam Bowie. I know he battled injuries since his college days, and I know he had a decent four-year stretch with the New Jersey Nets when he averaged about 15 points per, but he was drafted over the consensus GOAT, Michael Jordan. Need I say more? Okay, so for me, coming in at number five, I have Michael Aloha Candy as the number one pick in the 1998 draft chosen by the Los Angeles Clippers. At number four is Darko Milicic as the number two pick in the 2003 draft chosen by the Detroit Pistons. Coming in at number three is Greg Oden as the number one pick in the 2007 draft picked by the Portland Trailblazers. And at number two, yet another Portland pick was Sam Bowie, number two overall pick in the 1984 NBA draft. And then finally at number one, the number one pick in the 2013 draft chosen by the Cleveland Cavaliers, Anthony Bennett. It's hard to be mad at that list. I mean, I guess an NBA bust is, is an NBA bust. So there you have it, everyone. I guess that's where generations kind of clash. Be safe, everyone. Don't forget to wash your hands, social distance, and sanitize. In the words of Diggable Planet, we out, we out, we out.